Hello everyone, welcome to CSM Secrets and in today's episode we have Rebecca Nerad, VP of Customer Success at E2 Open and Customer Success Collective Champion. Now Rebecca is all things sympathy, which I have observed to be a core ingredient of many, many CS leaders that I have spoken to. And she is so much a team player, which you're about to find out exactly why if you stay through the broadcast. Listen in. Hey Rebecca. Welcome to CSM Secrets. We're so happy that you're our guest today. Great to be here. All right, let's go. So you've been in the business of customer success for years, if not decades. And more specifically, what I have seen in your expertise is that it's an, it's more of outward-facing roles in customer success, such as marketing and customer advocacy, etc. Tell us more about your career and what got you here, all right, in that, in that specific segment in customer success itself. You're right. I have been in customer success for over 20 years, since before we even used the term customer success. And it started with my interest to connect with customers, um, that to, to listen, to understand, and then advocate for those customers. So most of that time, I have been on the software side in a supply chain industry. And as you mentioned, sometimes on the marketing side at well, as well. But Customer success has really exploded five, eight years ago as companies transitioned to the SaaS space with a recurring revenue model. There is much more need to focus on that ongoing relationship with customers, not just that they are buying, but they are getting value and want to continue to stay with and use the software solutions. So I'm delighted that um, customer success has really taken off as it has. I believe it's here to stay. And um, it's been great to welcome so many people into the customer success space that, like I said, five or so years ago, didn't even know the term. Yeah. So that brings me to a question, right? Do you think customer success is something that the inventory, sorry, the industry invented uh, because the, of the adaption of SaaS and the fact that you have renewals coming up every year or every month and there is a lot of churn? And so there is a need to really safeguard uh, your customer base right? Is that a reason or you think there is a fundamental shift in the way we sell products, right? More of a value-driven, engagement-driven, relationship-driven rather than, you know, go hunt model, right? What's your perspective on that? Yeah, I think it's both. It Part of it is we are no longer in a space where you could sell a massive software solution that's very expensive and say, oh, well, just pay maintenance on it. And, you know, it, the way that things used to be very difficult to replace, um, where customers had less power, we are no longer in that space and we're not going back there. Part of that is the SaaS element of it. Right, that, that customers are actually engaging with cloud solutions that they don't have as much on premise. Um, but it also really points to what you said, the relationship side of it, that we can no longer, um, when you think about it's a power transfer almost, that there are more and more competitors out there and more customers who are better able to articulate their needs, solutions that are able to solve them and so companies needed to adapt to be able to not just provide the tools and the applications, but the services along with those. 
Yeah, very true. And I just want uh, today's episode to be more about your your area of expertise, which is customer advocacy, right? I mean, help me and also our audience understand this because I don't think we have still very clearly articulated or defined what is customer advocacy? How does it need to be built? And what are the, some of the best practices, right? If you could share your thoughts and learnings on that. You bet. Advocacy simply is a customer's willingness to speak about their experience with your company or the value that your solution provides. So you typically see advocacy as something like a customer reference or a case study that they're willing to do a referral or maybe even doing a video testimonial. The first step is usually when you have a prospective customer who wants to speak to a current customer and you look at your customer base and say, who might be willing to take a call from this prospect? And so that's often where it starts, right? Just a one-to-one reference. But it's even stronger when you have that customer who's willing to help you create reusable marketing collateral. That way they don't have to take as many direct calls and the information becomes a one-to-many possibility of sharing that. So as far as best practices go, I certainly think that um, understanding your customer base is a simple start. Thinking about who would be um, able to tell a really good story, in particular, if you have customers who have measurable KPIs that you can help share. The reminder here is that you're telling the customer's success. You're not... Obviously, it tells a great story about your own company or solution that the customer is leveraging. But see this as an opportunity to tell their success, their company's success. It obviously helps them look good too. And this is one of the reasons that customers will sign up for or be on board with this because it also helps them as individuals to promote the success of their career and their work but also of their companies. As far as a process goes, I guess I would say just two quick recommendations. One, um, from from the start, when you're doing your initial contracts with the customer, if you can include the possibility of advocacy or referral or a case study in the initial contract, that's something that more companies should consider especially in that negotiation period when the prospective customer is asking for more. If you want to give get, that's something that um, you could include in the contract up front. And again, that's something you're discussing with sales, maybe that maybe the CSM isn't owning that, but that should be part of the overall um, involvement with the customer. And the other consideration programmatically is how to reward CSMs who initiate this sort of engagement with customers. In my case, I actually have a spiff for team members when the CSM initiates. They're the one who already has the relationship with the customer. They can speak to the value. They know who the stakeholders are. And so instead of having marketing wondering who to engage with, um, that we are actually working with those customers to say, hey, would you be willing to? And it's not as difficult an ask as it could feel because sometimes a customer comes back and is saying, hey, I really want to thank you for your great work or the extended team's work or you're working with them already on how they measure value. 
So for that CSM to take the additional step and ask for more and ask if they would be willing to participate in a case study, um, they're really in the best position to do that. And then you may have other resources, maybe the, you know, the product manager joins the webinar or someone else helps create the case study. The CSM doesn't necessarily need to develop that collateral, but they're the right person to ask. Well, that was really customer advocacy 101 in, in that could be articulated in the shortest uh, sentences possible, right? And there is so much to learn. And I was actually going to that point, right? Like, you know, with all that you have said so far, just a couple of tips on how to consciously grow this. The SPIF is a great idea, right? In that it incentivizes. Other than that, like, you know, any other recommendations or thoughts on how to nurture this as one of a key metric of customer success organization. Any other points you want to share? One more would be the idea of tracking and, ha and being more programmatic about which customers you're reaching out to so that you aren't just, you have one customer who's your shining star example. Yeah. And so you're calling one or two of the same people at that company all the time that you would um, look across the customer base to better understand who is calling into which contacts at which customers at what times when could you leverage other customers um, and then even considering maybe some that you hadn't reached out to yet um, that's one of the benefits of rewarding the csms but also just having that data right on yeah. where the customer which customers have been helpful um, and then there are even some companies that have reward programs in place to thank those customers for advocacy, that may translate into points, that may translate into an ability to attend a user group without paying a fee or even professional services hours. There are ways to reward and thank your customers as well um, if you become more programmatic yeah. about a program, something like this. I love that thought on professional services hours, right? Give them a free, uh, you know, support hours. That's awesome. I mean, that's really creative. All right. So looking at 2022 and beyond, right, what do you think organizations should be adopting as a strategy to grow their business, leveraging customer success? What should change in what we do in business today and what should stay or what should continue? As I mentioned at the beginning, Certainly, customer success is growing and evolving, and I think there's a wider understanding of what it is, but there still can be some confusion. Um, again, clarifying that customer success is not support. These are two fundamental, important parts of the organization. So one of those things is that the CSM shouldn't be seen as just an escalation point, um, that there's a separate value that the customer success manager provides when it comes to onboarding, adoption, usage, and their commitment to outcomes that's different from um, the support team's role. So I think one of the things that should change is really added clarity about the role. And that comes also not just from what the CSMs do, but that all the pieces, all the teams that are supporting the customer play their role 
Because the CSM falls into the space of covering gaps if an organization has them. And so one of the fundamental roles of a customer success leader is ensuring what are the roles and responsibilities of not just the CSM, but the surrounding teams. I think another piece, um, I mentioned outcomes. That's something that, again, while the CSM is the champion on the customer outcomes, that's something that the organization needs to be committed to. So that from upfront, when you have pre-sales and sales having a conversation about what the customer should purchase or may, um, may want to engage with the company and do, that is really focused on what are the business outcomes that we would deliver for that customer. And if that messaging is clear from sales to implementation, professional services, onboarding, then the CSM picks up that responsibility um, at the appropriate time. But that's not something that they are trying to create and develop on their own. That's something that organizationally is understood. Yeah, yeah. And finally, right, like what is customer success collective? I do see that you're an MVP. I saw something to that on, on your on your bio. What does customer success collective do? Yeah, the customer success collective is a global community of customer success advocates focusing on development. They also host events in the customer success space. What I like about the Customer Success Collective is they're really driving deeper content to be available. Uh, For example, I manage a LinkedIn group that's called, quite simply, Customer Success. We have 29,000 members, and it's a great forum where people can post job openings or a conversation. By the way, feel free to go ahead and request to join that LinkedIn group, Customer Success. Um, But one of the things that the Customer Success Collective does is it drives a deeper level of content as far as richer um, blogs or speaking engagements or webinars. And now they're looking at developing courses that would be a couple of hours long on a particular topic. And that, again, is getting to that next level of understanding and even training for CSMs. Yeah, great. I would definitely uh, check it out. And with that, Rebecca, I mean, thanks for the deep conversation. Now we want to get on to the fun round, which is a rapid fire round, which is more towards, you know, finding about Rebecca as a person. Ready? Yes. All right. So this is fun, okay? Uh, So you're off to the moon and you're likely never coming back and you're going to work from there forever. Wi-Fi and food and everything are shared. So what are the three functions at work that you would take along with you that you think are indispensable for you at the moon? That's fun. I would take finance because I really appreciate my finance partner when it comes to evaluating numbers like churn. I would take CS operations and I would take product development. I think I can stretch. I think I can stretch to some of the others when you think about (laughs) sales, marketing, and and customer coverage. But I definitely would rely on these teams for support. Yeah, you know what? There is not a single CS leader in this show that hasn't told me that they will take product along with them. Everybody has told me that. So, (laughs) all right. So, three skills that you're looking for in aspiring CS candidates. Let's say that a bunch of college grads from a really top school 
come to you. They have no prior experience in customer success, but want to be part of your team. What are you looking for in these candidates so they can make it to your team? Empathy, communication, and curiosity. I think empathy is something that I I actually coach empathy and soft skills, but there's only a certain level that we can coach. And that is one of the main things that I hire for is the willingness, the understanding to see things through the customer's lens. Second is communication, both internal and external, especially when there's a difficult message to deliver. And lastly, curiosity, that you're not just trying to check something off of list, but wanting to understand, asking the questions, either of a customer or of your internal team. Yeah. All right. So if there is one favorite cartoon character or a movie character or a personality that represents a good CSM, according to you, which one would you choose? This question's so fun. I'm going to go with Dora the Explorer because I think she's an advocate for Boots, her best friend. I think she is curious when she embarks on her quests. I think she's very calm, even when Swiper steals her stuff. And I also think she's a good storyteller, which is another piece um, of a successful CSM, being able to understand and tell the customer's story. Yep. All right. So you're most inspired by whom, why, or what? You could answer just one or all of it. What drives you to work, wakes you up in the morning? This answer sounds cheesy, but it's true. It's my team. I am so thankful to have a an, an awesome global team of CSMs, and they are who drives me to do better. Obviously, we work in support of our customers as well. Uh, but it's it's my team who I, I I love my role. I love coaching them on customer success. But it's because I have people who are committed to um, doing the right thing for our company and our customers that um, that energizes me every day. Well, okay. What is the unique skill that you uh, bring to the table that you think is impeccable for success and CEOs that others could also follow? I mentioned that I coach empathy and soft skills. So I think part of it is showing how to improve communications and explaining why. What I mean by that is it's not just doing something for my team. It's not just taking care of it for them. I think for a customer success leader, they really need to look at empowerment. So how do you coach CSMs to do more for themselves? Frankly, how do you teach customers how to leverage the solutions better? It's giving them the right tools and empowering them to be able to be successful. Okay. According to you, is there any specific personality or a company that is disrupting the CS space today, like helicopter landing from out of nowhere with fresh approach, thoughts, et cetera? Anybody or any company? I'm not going to name a specific company, but I've really been excited by some of what I've seen in customer success lately. Obviously, Nick and Gainsight have been leaders for a long time, uh, but the competitors are keeping them accountable. I think the challenge is um, is less to do with some of these companies who are really leading and engaging. It's there. There's so much going on in customer success right now that it can feel a little noisy. It's hard to really um, 
to differentiate sometimes between not just the solution providers, but people who are even posting on social media, <laughs> who've oh only been God. at it a couple <laughs> of years, but are promoting their, you know, their personal brand. So I think that's more the challenge is really, um, where do you get the insights, yeah. um, that, that make a difference? Yeah. Okay, your Koto strategy to handle a really tough customer or a tough situation in just one sentence. Build trust with integrity, transparency, communication, and accountability. Whoa. What is the funniest moment that you've had so far with a customer? Are there any really laughable experience? Because customer success is always seen as firefighters, right? But there are funny moments too. I have too many examples for this. The one that came to mind, I was at a, um, I was at a huge event with, you know, thousands of people and there were after parties sponsored by different software companies. And, um, I had a customer team, a handful of them who were there and, um, they snuck me into a party that was sponsored by a competitor, which was funny because, um, you know, getting in the door isn't difficult because you just say, well, here's my guest. But when we sat down and then of course the salesperson from this other company came over, they said, you know, I was not going to lie and pretend I was with the customer company, but it was awkward as I was thinking about how to, um, how to introduce myself. And the customer <laughs> just said, she's part of our team and introduced even with my company name, even as we were a competitor. Um, but that I was, um, again, the, their advocate and part of their extended team, first of all, that made me very proud. Um, but it, it really was funny to, to, like I said, to almost sneak in pretending to be a customer <laughs> to be welcomed in that way. Um, but again, it, it, and neither did I have to, you know, say or do anything, um, to, you know, to pretend to be aligned with that other company. But it was just funny at the time. Nice. So what does Rebecca, the brand, stand for? Uh, if you are not in a room, what do you think people are talking about you? I hope that I'm seen as an amplifier. I want to increase the power of my customer's voice and bring out the best of everyone's unique talents. If people are talking about me, my hope is that they feel heard and understood. They feel supported if they make a mistake. Wow. All right. Any final words, thoughts you want to share your social media shares or anything, quote, that you want to be remembered by? I recently updated my LinkedIn profile, um, which you're welcome to look up and connect with me, um, that I inspire empathetic problem solvers to find passion and purpose in customer success. And I'm genuinely passionate about it, excited about it. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice. I, um, I really do enjoy speaking, um, in um, podcasts like this or at events, I need to spend a little bit more time blogging and writing my thoughts. I tend to <laughs> you know, put things <laughs> together in a presentation or speak to people about it. Um, the truth is I love what I do. And awesome. in any way that I can help those who are on their journey and learning more, especially those who are leading or building teams for the first yeah. time, Great. I'm happy to help. All right. Thanks, Rebecca. That was a wonderful um, recording with us. And, you know, thank you so much for taking a time um, on a weekday. And, and thank you for this. You bet. Thanks for inviting me. I hope you're enjoying CSM Secrets. 
fresh insights, fresh perspectives from CS leaders as they practice today. See you soon in the next episode. Until then, take care and take care of your customers well. Thank you.